everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. Uh, what is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. It doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. How close you <laughs> <laughs> And Kitty. That's a lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> <laughs> So it doesn't have boundaries. Yeah, just in case. I'm Max. I'm Victor. And I'm Kitty. And this is our weekly podcast, Hounds of Horror. Hounds of Horror! Yes, that. I just said that, I think. I said it better, though. (laughs) Maybe you should do the intro. (laughs) Uh, Where we talk about horror stuff, and the dog licks me, and it makes terrible sounds right in the microphone. (laughs) That. So, this week we are uh, reviewing Don't Breathe. If you haven't seen it yet, feel free to go watch it before you continue. Or if you don't care, keep on listening. (laughs) I promise it's not a waste of your time, maybe. Uh, We have differing opinions on that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. It's kind of the point of the show. It's a 2016 movie that... I lost my page. That's... Interesting synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, here we go. It was a 2016 movie that came out starring Stephen Lang, Jane Levy, Daniel Zavada, Zavato? I always pronounce it wrong. And the ever-friend-zoned Dylan Minnette. He is (laughs) ever-friend-zoned. And whenever someone says Daniel Zavato, I can't help but think of Demi Lovato. Yeah, Yeah. same. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Um, it was directed by Fede Alvarez, Fede Alvarez, F-E-D-E. Please tell me how to pronounce that because I know I'm doing it wrong. And it was written by that same fellow and Roto, that one's even harder, Seguis, 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 yep, we're done. And (laughs) (laughs) it was actually, I'm not going to list all of the producers, but... One of the producers was Sam Raimi, who uh, created um, Ash and the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and Drag Me to Hell and all kinds of other things. You can message us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com sure with any can. suggestions, questions, or whatever. Corrections on how to pronounce things because we're <laughs> terrible. I can't promise we'll read them all. In fact, we won't, but... We will try. We will try. Very we hard. might make an attempt. <laughs> if you put correction in the headline, I, I will do my best to read it and air a correction. <laughs> yeah, but like try to put it in a way that you don't sound like a douche. Like try to be helpful. No, straight up just be like, I got a correction. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> with the title of the movie so that I know if I care. <laughs> Alright, so what have we seen these other actors in? Oh, many things. It's actually a relatively small cast. Yes. Um, I didn't name any of the peripherals, just because, whatever. But like the mom and the, the mom sister-daughter. 
Yeah. Was there is? It's ill-defined. I don't know. It is ill-defined. Yeah. Because she seems very young to have a daughter that age, but. But. Who are we to judge? At the same time, I mean. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh, Jane Levy played Rocky, and she was Mia in The Evil Dead, and Mandy from Shameless. Uh, a show that I still can't decide if I actually like it or not. I don't. I tried. <laughs> well, you don't like that. I'll continue to not like House on Haunted Hill. Mm, or we'll The Haunting of Hill House, I meant. Yes. <laughs> that, the other one was uh, a uh, Rift Tracks, um, <laughs> which is very good, by the way. Very great. Check it out. Um, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. I mean, he's kind of wearing the crown jewel, I think, in this movie. But he plays the blind man. I'd like to point out he's credited as the blind man. <laughs> I'm not just lazy. Can I point out real quick that I actually didn't know who Stephen Lang was going into this movie? <gasps> dun, dun, yeah, dun. I knew you'd be real offended. Well. The only person who I really knew was Dylan. Dylan Minette? Mm-hmm. Minetti? Minette. I think it's Minette. Minetti? Hey, Dylan Minetti, send us an email. Tell us how to Just pronounce your name. 13 second video of you. 13 guy. reasons why you it's pronounce Dylan it. Dylan Minetti. Anyway, Stephen Lang plays the blind man. What his right name is, we were never told or find out. But he was also Ike Clanton in Tombstone alongside Kurt Russell and Sam Elliott and Bill. Uh, oh, come on. Was it another actor that was in Tombstone? Yeah, he's um, passed away since. Oh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was Bill yeah. Paxton. That was Bill Paxton. Well, so, correct. yeah, so I highly recommend the movie Tombstone. It was very good. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> yeah, he plays Ike Clanton in that, which is so different from any other character. He's usually like a very strong, very forward character, and Ike Clanton's just a coward and in history and in the movie. So He also played Colonel Quaritch in Avatar. That was one of my favorite things he ever did. So Vic and I were having a conversation about that the other night. He was like, he was in Avatar, and I was like... The last airbender of the cartoon, the last airbender of the... Like, I had to go through the whole list. I was like, I don't know which one you're talking about. The Blue People movie. The Blue People movie. I imagined him as his character from the Blue People movie Avatar, (laughs) transposed into the live-action version of the anime Avatar. (laughs) Just that same character. Man, he was so good in that. I haven't seen that movie. Well, we can't cover it on Hounds of Horror, but... Maybe we'll, we'll start a brand new podcast just so that we can cover Avatar. <laughs> the Stephen Lang podcast. <laughs> uh, and he was also Commander Taylor in uh, Terra Nova. A very okay. underrated and very... Um, it's kind of cheesy, but I think it's great. Did you just describe the podcast, or was that Terra Nova? Both, actually. <laughs> okay. Underrated and cheesy, but... <laughs> Uh, Dylan Minetti. I'm going to say Minetti. Okay. I'm going to say Minette. I'm going to keep, keep saying Minette. Okay. Because I think of Marionette and it's spelled the same way. <laughs> it is. I mean. <laughs> well, it's not spelled it's not. the exact same way, but it ends the same way. <laughs> and exactly the same in the sense that it's completely different. But, and he's more or less pulled along by strings in almost every role he has by a female character. So, you know, it works out. Uh, he played Alex. Yes. Uh, he also plays Clay Jensen in 13 Reasons on Netflix. And he played Logan in Open House. Another thriller movie that I do highly recommend. That movie was messed up. It was pretty crazy. It, it had some, man, just, just watch it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Daniel Zavato played Money. 
And we know him most recently as Greg in It Follows. Mm. Well, that likely wasn't his most recent role, but that's most well, recently what we've seen him. I said we know most... Yeah, I said it right. You might have been saying, like, the royal we, like, everybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> Nothing about us is royalty. The royal we. I, I'm going to open a bar called the royal we. <laughs> With Constantly. two we's or one? Uh, two. <laughs> Constantly plays that Silver Sun pickup song on repeat. <laughs> Uh, yeah so yeah that's it that's all i got (laughs) all right yes i did not have a phobia because i couldn't really nail down what necessarily this movie was would have spoken to as far as a phobia goes so i just kind of skipped it also my son got me up super fucking late the night that we were trying to watch this movie and i just didn't have it in me to try to come up with something more than just keeping myself alive and it's hard to sleep in cleveland ohio to begin with Mm. sometimes so or Brooklyn, um, New York. <laughs> I didn't come up with lore either, because this one there it's not really there's not really lore unless you're talking about the lore of Detroit. <laughs> or uh, oh, which we're gonna get into. <laughs> yeah, uh, we will. We will. But uh, dear um, listeners, this movie does not have any ghosties or anything. No. No diabolical influence. Just a heads up, if you're a a, a spooky paranormal movie person like I am. It might not be the type of movie. For it's you. more of what would be known as a thriller. Yes. Yeah. So we're kind of uh, veering off a little bit, but it, it fits. Horror adjacent. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still horror. <laughs> I mean, there is some horrible moments in it, so. Yeah, I, I think that this movie, I think thrillers at their core inspire a feeling of dread and terror and horror. It's fair. We have differing opinions on what falls into the strict category of a horror movie, but I digress. So. <laughs> but I digest. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the basic summary of the movie is the three main characters, uh, Rocky, Alex, and Money. I thought you were going to say the three blind mice. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know why. <laughs> uh, decide that they're going to start robbing houses, and they do it a few times, and then they decide to rob the house of a blind vet because they're fucking awful (laughs) because they're terrible human beings and give me absolutely no reason to like them whatsoever uh except alex can we give alex a little leeway he literally broke into a blind man's house because he liked a girl who was never going to date him we've all been there we have all been there (laughs) the penises in this house have been there i (laughs) I take exception to that. (laughs) I feel unchanged by that statement. (laughs) So they break into this dude's house to steal money and hijinks occur. To steal cash, not not money the character. Yes. He didn't get himself locked in. (laughs) Who is arguably the worst person to bring along on a burglary. Uh, Oh, because let me point out, before they break into the blind man's house... As I said, he's credited as the blind man, so nobody be like, "Oh, you hid with." He's the blind man. But don't, yeah, don't don't email us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody would take that. Out. <laughs> um, but in the house they robbed prior to this, so we have some context about what they're doing. They are the worst burglars in the history of burglarism. Rocky's getting her hair all over those pillows. Yes. Mm-hmm. And trying on clothes. And money is pissing on the floor. Yeah. Okay, I, so you're not really fingerprints, but a big puddle of your own DNA. 
where anybody could find it. He is surprisingly not the worst character in this movie, though. Who's the worst? The mom. Oh, well. Rocky's mom. Who is we see the for 15 seconds. Yes, but she, I mean, she's still there and she still counts. Uh, followed swiftly by Rocky. Just saying. No, followed swiftly by the blind men and then by Rocky. Uh... Rocky just wants to get up out of there and move to California. And that's so nice. And sacrifice everyone that she knows. Yes, in, <laughs> in, in the, the interim, yes. Because <laughs> all that matters is her sister daughter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so It'd be weird if that was true. They start yeah, ew. ew. <laughs> Let's just I'll stop saying it now. It's like um, something from wait, don't they mention something like that in Hot Fuzz? I see okay, so the I'm sister or the mother. Like, <laughs> Same person. I'm person. saying it like sister or daughter, and I'm just being lazy about it, wow. but I'm not saying sister daughter as a combination. Although it could be. Um We don't we, we literally don't have know. no way of knowing. We have no context. But there is a young relative of hers living in the same trashy house. That she wants to get out of there and take to California with her, and that's which is her, a noble goal. Her yeah. driving motivation behind these these burglaries is to, to rob a blind man to get to get out of Detroit and move to California. And she and Money are dating, and they are using Alex to do so. And Alex's father works for a security company that, for some reason. Allows him to keep keys to the homes that he secures in his own home. Right. In his own, like, middle-class house. Not in a lockbox. Not that far from Detroit. Uh, well, they are in a locked cabinet, aren't they? In a cabinet, but it's it's not like a locked box. It's literally just, like, a cabinet with a really small lock that usually can be overcome by a screwdriver. Or just hitting the front of the wooden drawer with a hammer. And he also keeps the key like 12 inches from the lock. <laughs> for somebody who works for a security company, he doesn't know much about security. No. Well, I mean, we're not... The dad's not on trial here. Yes, we're he not, is. We're not really questioning his intelligence. We don't even get to meet the guy. So. If he were better about keeping his shit locked up, none of this would have happened. But to add to the stupidity of these burglars... How long... Now, I kind of feel bad for the police in all of these horror movies <laughs> because they just portrayed as completely incompetent. How long would it take a half-decent officer or detective to realize all these houses being burgled have the same security company? Okay, so I'm going to make an argument here real quick that it's Detroit, and unless people are getting murdered, they probably don't give a fuck. Wait, how many murders? 20 dozen. Yeah, they have twenty dozen, dozen murders. murders. Yeah, <laughs> so they probably don't care even a little bit. Um, it's the same argument that I made for It Follows. They just have bigger fish to fry, and that's not something yeah. that they need to take care of. I actually kind of appreciated the fact that while his two companions are utterly useless when it comes to any kind of forensic trail or not leaving any kind of forensic trail. Um, Alex is actually kind of intelligent about things. I think he says something, and I, I wanted to look it up, but again, didn't have time. Too tired. But he says something when they break into the first house about 20000 worth and then take cash. And I think that's because of insurance, I would imagine. I think he said that, nothing over $10,000, because anything over $10,000 would be, like, as far uh, as cash okay. was concerned, would be considered grand larceny, and that yes. was a felony. Okay, so he didn't necessarily care about the people that they were snatching from. He cared more about them potentially getting caught. and He just wanted to commit misdemeanors. He didn't okay. want to get into the realm of... Still, that's felonies. kind of smart. He well, didn't want them to bring guns to the jobs, and he didn't want them to steal enough that it became a felony. I thought that burglary itself was a felony. 
It probably depends on where you're at. In Pennsylvania, it probably is, but... Well, that's a federal crime. Felony, isn't it? What about in Virginia? I don't... I don't know what goes on down there. Nobody does. But yeah, he actually is pretty intelligent, and then he, like, he does the thing with uh, breaking the window with the rock from the outside... Not from the inside, like a dumbass. I watch a lot of true crime, and everybody who tries to stage a crime is like, I'm going to break this window from the inside. But then it clearly was broken from the inside, so you know that it was done after somebody got into the home. But they're just trying to make it seem like they broke a window, rushed in, grabbed some stuff, and ran. Yes. So that the alarm actually worked properly. Yes. See, I read a lot of Sherlock Holmes, dear listeners. (laughs) So when I see stuff like this, I'm like, Holmes would see through this in a heartbeat. I don't know that most people who aren't Sherlock Holmes would really (laughs) pay that much attention. Like, okay, this window is broken from the outside. The alarm went off. There was nothing else really that suspicious. And it was just to throw the trail off of the keys so that his dad didn't end up becoming a suspect. Mm. So, um, okay. So moving on, they decide. They find out that the blind man has sitting on, they think it's $300,000. And they find that out from some shady guy in a van that money pays to give him information about people that they could potentially rob. I thought he was a fence. He's a fence. I thought they gave all their stolen goods to him and he gives them like a pittance back and like totally takes advantage of them because they're hot items. Uh, yes. And he, he's also the one that gives them tips. He's also the information broker. Okay. Yeah. So So he's both like, he's the kind of guy that in a video game world, he'd be the... (laughs) <laughs> Welcome. Guy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> now, oh, that guy's a good guy. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Also, He's your only hope. <laughs> don't shoot him because he won't come back. I know. Oh my god. So, but so they go and they start casing the place the same night they're gonna rob it. Hang on, real quick. Want to make a point here? For those of you at home, I am making the timeout We're symbol all with the time my. Hands. It sounds like. Anyway, just want to point out that he, Alex, immediately says, no, I don't want to do this. That's too much money. Also says, don't want to rob a blind man. Uh, Well, I guess at that point, they don't know that he's blind. But still, he says, too much money. I'm out. I'm not interested. And then they both start giving him a hard time. Like, come on, man. This is enough money. We can get out of here. Like, I knew you were going to be a little bitch about this. Whatever. Like, they have fucking nothing to lose at all. And they are terrible fucking friends for trying to push the only one who has anything to lose in this situation. Like, yeah. the most to lose. Not only could he potentially get his father thrown in jail or, I mean, serve how, who knows how many sentences for neglect for all of these keys and whatever else. But, like, they're just fucking awful. And, like, it made me immediately not like either of these characters. And I didn't really care what happened to them after that. Because they didn't, were just shitty people. I didn't like money from the second that he peed on the floor of that those people's house. Because, yeah. like, take their shit, whatever. But, like, peeing on their carpet gets you nothing. <laughs> that was adorable. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, yeah. So, they finally talk him into it. He does some research. Figures out that the dude is blind. I think that's when he figured it out. No, they... He... They're casing the joint and ah, yeah. casing the joint there, and uh, yeah, he's walking his dog. Yeah, that's right. And which I call Bullethead from here after because <laughs> I watched a bad movie called Bullethead, starring John Malkovich. And anyway, that dog? Well, a very similar looking dog. Okay. <laughs> and did they end up robbing it that same night? Like they went out there that day and like 
I think that was about time. I th- we have agreed that the time in D- Detroit is funny. Yes. <laughs> it was um, probably like two months, and then they came. <laughs> and they that, chased it every day for two months. <laughs> that GoPro was just recording that whole time. Yep. I got it. Looked through two months worth of video. Yep. <laughs> and so they, they actually had a pretty solid plan until they realized that uh, it wasn't a good one. They drugged the dog. All plans are great plans until you realize they aren't good ones. <laughs> <laughs> they drugged the dog, which I thought they were going to kill the dog, and I got real upset. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, they don't kill the dog at that point. They don't kill the dog ever, actually, technically. Uh, so the dog doesn't die in this movie. Well, <laughs> unless they yeah. never went Nobody back goes and got to the it. car and gets yeah. him out of the car. Yeah, you're looking at maybe six or seven hours. Actually, I hate to be crude, but that dog could be dead within hours if that's a yeah. hot day in but Detroit. Detroit. That's a very serious issue. Weird. Don't leave your dog locked in the fucking hot car. No. Yeah, seriously. Just for the movie's sake. Well, yeah. Yeah. The cops showed up only, like, probably a couple of hours after that, though, so they probably walked around the neighborhood and found the car. Do you think, think so? I think Because so. they didn't happen to find anything else. Yeah, let's, <laughs> can't give them credit to find the dog that's locked in the car with no evidence to go on whenever they have all the evidence in the world and can't find the three perps that have been robbing houses for weeks, yeah. months. Yeah. Okay. We'll, well get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, directly... No, I guess there was a fence. Look, guys, this is Schrodinger's dog, okay? He's both alive <laughs> and dead. Let's not talk about it All right. There's a cesium at him. And... <laughs> so they eventually get into the house. They realize that it's crazy fucking secure. This guy is paranoid, for one, for reasons other than just being, like, a PTSD veteran that we'll talk about later. I think he's hardly PTSD. Uh, his reaction to certain things leads me to believe that he has some PTSD shit going on. Well, it's possible, I guess, but... I think that he had that going on on top of the other mental issues that he clearly had. (sighs) Maybe. So... (laughs) Straying from that for a second, I kind of felt like this movie, in a bunch of different ways and at multiple different times, wanted to have its cake and eat it, too. Yes. So these people, these three individuals, Alex... Money and Rocky were supposed to have been doing this for a long time. They've been getting away with it with an albeit somewhat distracted police force that didn't really care that much. So maybe they've gotten a little bit lazy. Breaking a window in the home that you're about to burglar, not looking first to see if there's a TV on, to see if maybe the person's sleeping on the couch. Also, what's the one thing that pretty much everybody universally knows about blind people? They have very good hearing. They have to use their other senses to cope for the fact that they don't have fucking sight. So breaking a fucking window, and not even really trying to be that quiet about it, just fucking smashing the thing, is not the best approach. But it works out for them, so everything's fine. At this point, I had already rolled my eyes about nine million times, but then I don't think my eyes stopped rolling for the solid three minutes that they did a million-shot exposition of every object and room that they were going to use in this movie. Normally, I like artsy photography stuff in movies. In this instance, it was literally just them replacing somebody being like, yeah, so in this house, I have these things and I have these rooms and I do these things with these things in these rooms. And they literally just took the camera around and they showed you a hatchet and they showed you a hammer and they showed you the sunroof and they showed you a closet and 
They showed you everything in the house that they were going to use for the rest of the movie. And I was super annoyed. Sounds like a weird episode of The Price is Right, maybe. <laughs> Which one of these items are going to be used to fatally murder our guests? <laughs> to fatally murder? <laughs> to permanently murder. Permanently murder. Just a little bit murder. Also, just want to point out, <laughs> what is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> well, you know... Maybe somebody's resuscitated. <laughs> oh, Does like, that still count as yeah. Winchester Man. Like Winchester Man. Yeah. Whatever That's what the movie is now. Winchester Man. Yes. <laughs> Winchester. <laughs> Even though so, his name wasn't Winchester. <laughs> I would have much rather watched a movie called Winchester Man, and I probably would have liked it more. <laughs> I just picture the inventor of Winchester with a cape and like. Oh, I just pictured a Winchester with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> every every dialogue is just him getting cocked. <laughs> anyway, I think that you would have fucking loved that scene if it would have had the mirror from Oculus in it because you would have. I been mean, like, oh, that director was there that day. Right. He brought his mirror. You're probably right. As it my, pans up the stairs. Ah, There's Flanagan, that mirror. Mike Finnegan, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, I didn't personally mind Mike Flanagan. That. Because exposition, I think it's like exposition has to happen, and I don't necessarily know that we really needed to see all of that shit, but whatever. I literally just the entire time it was happening, I just went, <sighs> but like my eyes didn't stop rolling. <laughs> I was so annoyed. <laughs> yes. Um, well, okay. So she breaks into the window, right? Yes. And I'd like to point out at this stage that one of his outside lights is the fucking sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like <laughs> it's just on for supernova out there. Why does he have outside lights? Why does he have electricity at all? He clearly doesn't get visitors. He, yes, like you'd think there wouldn't be a single working light bulb in the house. These are questions we're not supposed to be asking. I guess he needs to pay for his electricity in order to like have the the television working and the phones and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, he but does he listen probably, to videos on his TV. He probably doesn't ever turn his lights on, so the bulbs don't burn out very quickly. But that maybe that's why. Like, he wouldn't go around removing light bulbs. Well, no, I guess. So <laughs> Maybe he paid somebody to do it, and they were like, yep, we did a great job. Maybe he was like, okay. <laughs> Here's $40,000, because I have a lot of money. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of fooling this particular blind man. No, no. Uh... Also, he is ripped. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, Stephen Lang is friggin'. It's just he I, is ripped. Did we look into seeing if he actually has a military history? Because I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised either. He's just. But I didn't look into that. He's got that kind of affectation about him. Pretty quickly, I, I do want to say that they built a lot of tension in that scene. You you know it's coming. You know something. You know something's gonna come. And we have the three of them getting inside. They're kind of casing the joint a little bit. They're looking around. They're trying to figure out where stuff's at. And I guess it's money's job. They must have done this more than once. They decide that they're going to go in and they're going to drug him. Gas him. They fill up this water bottle with whatever kind of drugs they're going to use. And he's not being very quiet, even though the guy's sleeping, even though he's blind. Whatever. We've been over that. And instead of having some kind of sophisticated system where they can just turn a valve or something, even though they know this is their plan... They fill up this bottle, shake it up, and then he's going to fucking shove a pen into it. Which, if you've ever shoved a pen into a plastic water bottle that's airtight, like if you seal it up, it's fucking loud. It's going to pop. Like. <laughs> now imagine sleeping. You hear that. I can't even get it in there. Sleeping and you hear that and you live alone. And you're blind. 
So, okay, I Have can't we even do it. Have so. that he's blind? <laughs> and the sounds are pretty important. First kind of creepy, fun scene. He punches a hole in that thing and looks up and the guy's awake. And you're like, whoa, shit's getting real. But it doesn't. Good thought, yes. Victor. Okay, so I'm, thing. what I'm seeing... <laughs> What I'm seeing is that he doesn't have a military background. However, he did go to a Quaker boarding school in Newtown, Pennsylvania, where he graduated <gasps> in 1969. Let's go there and maybe touch stuff that he touched. <laughs> Do you have the black Just form? the door knobs. The blackbird? Blackbird? <laughs> blackboard was the one I was looking for. Anyway. Also, oh my God. it's definitely... Telling that he falls to sleep listening to the sounds of his deceased daughter on an old movie. <laughs> yeah. That's so super fucking creepy. We didn't touch on this, and it's kind of an important plot point. His daughter got killed by a drunk driver, and the drunk driver was a teenage girl who was rich. And so they settled outside of her having to go to prison, and that's how he ended up with all of his money. Money gases uh, the blind man while, in his, while he's sleeping in his and bedroom. It and doesn't work. It doesn't take. For some reason. But he does. There, There's this locked door that they're trying to get into because that's where they think the money is. Mm. So, and this is, I'm saying all this. I'm not trying to get super into details, but I was counting the shots from this Beretta. Okay. Okay. So, shot number one. Yes. Money, who's never fired a gun before. We uh, think he may have. Uh, his, his girlfriend, Rocky, said, you've never fired a gun. He's like, there's a first time for everything, bitch. Oh, I probably tuned it all out because they all annoyed me. He yeah. did kind of sound like he was trying to be Jesse Pinkman. Kind of. Bitch. <laughs> Man, he, like a lot of bitches for Jesse yeah. Pinkman. Bitch. So there's a locked a, a door with a lock on it, and they think that's where the money is. Because uh, that makes sense. It, it makes sense. Sure. And um, they can't get it open, so he pulls out a Beretta, 92FS, I believe. I mean, that's what everybody uses in demolition. You, you use the cat's paw, that doesn't work, you use a crowbar, and then you pull out a 92FS Beretta. Or, yeah. if you're money, you just skip to the fucking gut. That's the way mm-hmm. it works. If you're a business owner, you know how hard it can be to market yourself and increase sales. And who really has time for all of that with all the other responsibilities that come with running a business? Katie's one-on-one services are available to help you reach your goals. She offers branding, marketing, and sales strategies for all types of businesses. Maybe you're looking to grow your social media following or get a new website designed. Katie can do that and more. Go to katiemorell.com slash one-on-one to schedule your consultation today. That's C-A-I-T-Y-M-O-R-R-E-L-L dot com slash O-N-E-O-N-O-N-E to schedule your consultation. Now, they are traditionally, the magazines and those guns hold 15 rounds. 15. Nine millimeter. And this is where Alex is fucking out. Yeah, he is <laughs> bugging out because... <laughs> like, nope. That's armed robbery. He could kill us if he wanted to. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to pat him on the back at that point. Yes. <laughs> I mean, even though he's perpetually friend-zoned, he does seem to have some common sense. Kid's got sense. Money shoots the lock off the door. That's... I don't know how any of them didn't get injured during that. Like, <laughs> how a piece of shrapnel or a bullet casing or something didn't end up hitting somebody in the eyeball. Well, we needed to have... Blind man fodder loaded up yeah, for the grinder, but uh, so that's shot one. What? That's shot number one. And Are then we just gonna keep a tally. I don't remember exactly where they all were, okay. but <laughs> I did keep count, and we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So he shoots the log off. That's shot number one. 
And then they're like, oh, snap, we're in business. And then, like, they all turn, and the blind man is standing in the doorway. And he kind of seems like a scared, blind, does. elderly man. He does a really good job. He did. Like, and he's advancing on money, because he hears his voice, and money's like, hey, you know. Uh, and the guy's, he's acting very blind and walking towards him. And he's like, I'm, don't take another step. I'll shoot you. Like, I will shoot. And he fires a shot over the guy's head. So it's two. That's two. Can we just talk real quick, too, about whenever he comes into the doorway? Rocky has fucking nerves of steel. Because me, as a person, I would scream. Or as like, an animal. If I, as a, as a mammal, I, like, I would turn around, see that motherfucker standing there, and scream. <laughs> and she doesn't, and he doesn't know she's there. That's a very so. good point. Money is just an idiot, so that's why I think that he didn't scream. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's all big, bad, and tough. And he has a gun, and he thinks that that's going to get him somewhere. Yeah, yeah, even though he's never shot anyone before. Yeah. And he's up against somebody who has no qualms about killing anyone. He doesn't know that. He didn't know that. <laughs> he didn't. But he found out very quick. Yeah. <laughs> and Just in time to die. Yep. <laughs> Money is... The guy grabs him and Money is begging for his life and freaking Stephen Lang's arms are just like steel cables wrapped in a hot dog. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, basically. His arms look disproportionate to the rest of his body. Just because of the clothing that he's wearing, it very obviously accentuates his arm muscles. Right. And so it kind of looks like he skips leg day too much. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he uh, blows Money away and kills him. And, uh, well, that was Money's only redeeming moment in this entire movie for his short-lived career in this movie. He specifically, under duress, specifically asks him, how many of you are there? And he looks over at his his bitch, his girlfriend. As he described her. Um, as he described her. <laughs> we are her. not describing her. Uh, that is not how, I, that was, I was in his, in his. In uh, his own words. Yeah, his own. She's my bitch. Eloquent vocabulary. Bitch. <laughs> and says, it's just me. Which is a pretty redeeming thing to do. And then he dies. It's a good note to go out on. And and uh, the blind man acts like he's going to let him go for a second. He does. And then changes his mind yeah. for some reason. I don't know if he was just fucking with him. Well, what changed his mind, I think, was that he stepped on the lock. And he was oh. very much convinced that they had been in there, perhaps. Fucking Alex. <laughs> Here's the gunshot and comes... Back. Yeah. That's shot three. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was shot three. While we're keeping track. So, at this point, it kind of pissed me off, because throughout the rest of the movie, he's like, we have to get out of here and call the police. We have to get out of here and call the police. That was his chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah, while he was still outside. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I guess to be fair, he didn't know if one of his friends just killed the blind man in the house, or if the blind man killed one of them. <sighs> and so... he is friend-zoned hard. And he doesn't want to call cops on his friend. And I want to mention, too, at this point, from my perspective, I was actually kind of rooting for the blind man. I wanted him to murder the shit out of those kids. Yeah. Did you stop rooting for him at one point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I did, too. Yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, yeah, kick their freaking asses. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the wrong so. horse here. Real quick, I just, I'm sorry. I know that I'm... I'm really hard on probably stupid things in these movies that we don't care about, but really annoyed about the fact that his sense of smell comes and goes, depending on whether or not the screenwriter has written himself into a box. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be really cool if when Alex comes back in, he just walks by him and Alex just hugs the wall and he doesn't know he's there? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, shit. 
How am I going to figure out if he knows other people are in the house? What if he just smelled their shoes from six feet away? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, Money's shoes probably smelled fucking terrible. They, they were probably old pretty and ratty, and they probably stank. But... I'm sure. Maybe he smelled one set of shoes, but come on. Well, then like, he bumped the other set. You're going to tell me that Alex and all of his friends own glory isn't trying to wear some kind of shitty cologne or Axe body spray or something? And whenever he went, like, I don't know about you guys. I know I have a somewhat above average sense of smell, I think. But I'm not going to be within three feet of somebody and not smell them. Like, it's not going to happen. Not even if I'm rushing by them. Okay. I would, if they're not wearing perf- perfume or deodorant. Perfum. Perfume or deodorant or, like, really strong smelling body spray or anything like that. Or as long as they don't have terrible BO, I'm not going to smell them. We're going to do a test. We're going to get a couple of volunteers together. We're going to blindfold Kitty, and she's going to walk through a couple of hallways. We'll do a test hallway with nobody in it, and then we'll do one with random people. We'll see how many she picks up on. Okay. Well, we'll see how <laughs> we'll this back goes. back to you on that. But I can guarantee I wouldn't fucking smell them. But I'm not a blind person. Sorry. Also, I don't think that he would have worn cologne if, they knew that, if he knew that they were going into a house where somebody was living. Yeah. Sure, but still. Because he was the only one with common sense. People, in general, have smells. That's fair. But anyway, small gripe I had with the movie. Alright. Let's condense a little here. Yes. Skip to... Oh, well, I guess we should talk about her getting the money. (laughs) Her getting the money, she gets it because she sees him enter the code in, and for some reason it stays on the screen for a second after he shuts the door. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he doesn't hear her pressing the buttons later. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. Which go, that's it, boop. (laughs) Yeah. And then (laughs) what actually clues him into them being there is the fact that even though they're well out of where, like, the range of where he's going, they keep moving backwards like dumbasses. <laughs> I was so annoyed about that because that was what alerted him to the fact that there were other people in the house because he stepped on a, a squeaky floorboard while he was walking backwards. No, he didn't. At that point, he didn't know. Because then the phone, Money's phone goes off and he takes a shot at the phone. And then he finds the shoes. Well, what almost alerted him okay. to the fact that there were other people. House, which I don't understand why he was like, oh, my floorboard just squeaked. Nah, there's nobody else in here. I don't know why that was a thing. So he was his own gaslighting husband. Yeah. <laughs> in that microsecond where, you know, in his voice, there was the husband voice going, it was just the wind, honey. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're moving back towards the, the front door, which they have a key for, but there's nine million locks. Then he drags Money's body away, and that's when they end up going into the basement. Yeah. And there they find the reason the blind man's not calling the police. (laughs) He has kidnapped, which I'd very much like to know how he did. Yes! I had that conversation with Vic. I was like, how the... Whatever. (laughs) He is a very, very capable blind man. And to be honest, most blind people are very capable. But to kidnap somebody, it, it just seems impossible. Maybe he hired somebody to do it. He had a lot of money. Yeah, no, that's possible. Maybe ex-military friends. Hey, you know, you're still in the game. Yeah, I am. How much would it take for you to kidnap somebody? $100,000. Done. Or he saved somebody's life in the military, and that's why he's blind. And he's like, hey, I need that favor now. It's possible. Those are, like, that's the only reasonable explanation that I can come up with, other than he called to be like, hey, could you come over? I want to forgive you. And And that she would never. And she didn't tell anyone. And she didn't tell anybody else. <laughs> right. And also he blew up her car. <laughs> and she didn't have GPS on her phone. Yeah, no. Like, I don't fucking understand how the 
fuck she was there. And what we're talking about is he kidnapped Cindy Roberts. Was that her name? Sure. sure. I think so. The girl who drunkenly killed his daughter. And he tied her up and kept her in a well-padded area. Like, he took a bunch of cushions from and pillows and stuff. Which is very smart, because that keeps there from being any noise. Yeah, but like, second-hand cushions. You run the risk of bed bugs with that kind of stuff. Like, how do you know they were second-hand? I mean, uh, he didn't need every room in that house anymore. They didn't look like they were all new. And if, if you're buying cushions, you're going to look around, you're going to find one you like, and you're going to buy multiple versions of that cushion. Okay, so first couch. of all, he can't look around at anything. <laughs> Second of all... Metaphorically. He's going to feel around. And <laughs> Can he's I laugh like, at that? <laughs> I have to. Second of all... <laughs> uh, everything in his house looked old. I don't know. I just felt like it was all disheveled. Like maybe he just ran or w- walked around to random houses taking cushions off the couches <laughs> and putting them into his basement. Because it's an abandoned neighborhood. He okay. probably had all the cushions he wanted. And there was a bunch of like furniture just thrown on the yeah. front lawn of a couple of those houses. Does it matter where the fucking cushions came from? I mean, we're having this conversation, so of course it matters. <laughs> also, so... that's bullet number four. He shoots at Manny's phone. Is it... phone. Yeah. Did you say Mandy's Ma- Manny's phone. Oh. I thought it was, not Manny's phone. First time I heard his name, I thought it was Manny, so that's what I wrote down. All right, so they're in the basement to find the girl. They're like, oh, shit, we're going to help her out. Good thing we see this safe right here. I don't understand why they didn't just take her mask off. Yeah, like, they never took her tape off. They just left it on her mouth. She had to show them a sign that she apparently had pre-written just in case somebody came into the bank. Like, oh, no, it was a, it was a newspaper clipping. Yeah. That's what it was. But they couldn't, because then maybe the blind man would have known she was... I almost said something really stupid. <laughs> he couldn't have heard them. <laughs> was that what it was? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, that's how the screenwriter thought that blind people worked. <laughs> With the buttons on the, <laughs> the safe and stuff. Oh, God. Wait, is he blind or is he deaf? It doesn't matter. I'll just write it however I want to write it. <laughs> So, yeah, they're trying to get her out of there, and they find a complete set of keys for all the doors. Yes. And they open up the, I guess you'd call it a Bilko door. And, of course, he's standing. Right? Who else would be standing there, except... Vic actually said he was like, <laughs> if he were smart, he would have gone outside to the one place that he knew that they were going to go out of. Yeah. And he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts randomly firing in the direction he thinks they're at. If he's not he... wrong. Okay. Dylan Minetti gets his ear chewed up by a bullet. Here's my, one of my biggest frustrations with that scene. If he knew that there was any chance, any possible chance, that they had freed that girl. So there's a couple of times in this movie where he makes some really terrible decisions. Like every decision he's ever made since his daughter died? Most decisions. A lot of that, I'm going to tell you, said about him having PTSD. I think that's very possible. I think he also is quite deranged after losing his daughter. Like, there are multiple things in this movie that he does that are just... And living as a fucking wreck. Sound like he's got some pretty serious... Okay, now. Mental issues. (laughs) Some of us don't like to leave our houses for stuff. (laughs) Some of us have everything we need right here. (laughs) So, I honestly... I took it as him, like, no impulse control, just going off of complete instinct and... He saw a threat to whatever he thought he wanted to protect, and he just thought he could eliminate it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a thought out thing. Like yeah. he was literally just going by maybe tactical training or just going off nerves. It wasn't. I don't think it was really well thought out. I guess I also he couldn't really risk her getting 
Alice. Well, that... Well, no, because he was going to let her go. Well, he couldn't yes. risk her getting out right then. Well, okay, yes. I, I also wa- I also want to just mention real quick, him walking down the stairs was probably the best acting that I saw in that movie. Him walking down those Bilko stairs. Yeah. Because, like, he had to walk down them like he was a blind person. <laughs> and it was... It made, that made me more uncomfortable than a good chunk of the rest of the movie. I was like, oh my god, he's going to fall on his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, like that first episode of The Mandalorian where he hasn't quite learned how to walk in that helmet yet. And you see him walking down the steps real fucking slow. And you're like, I bet he's afraid he's going to fall and break his face. <laughs> but it wasn't like that. He was actually really good at it. <laughs> so, <Okay>. so the fourth <laughs> shot got shot into the phone. And then the, the fifth shot got shot into Alex's ear. Uh, well, there's a whole slew of shots down one, through those Bilko doors. Two. The first one was through Alex's ear, though. Three. I believe number four went through Alex's ear. No, number four went through the phone. No, because you have the one that killed money. Well, no, the first shot. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Lock. Over, over his, his head, head. Money. Phone. So yep. that was number four. And so the fifth Number one. five chewed up Alex's ear. Six. And then he rips off a couple more. So that was six and seven, and one of them ended up hitting Cindy Lou Who in, like, the neck jaw area. Neck face jaw. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which um, ends her life. In yes. movies, that's a fatal injury. <laughs> it is. And she might not have been dead, and he buried her, but anyway. She what did he bury her in? I it think was a it fatal was, murder. I say a fatal murder. <laughs> I hope you become police chief someday and go, there was two fatal murders. I'm the angel of police. There's been 20 dozen <laughs> fatal murders since I took office. I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> it's like the highest number anyone's had. I don't know if you know. Very proud it's of myself. a huge number. Huge. <laughs> very, very proud of my number. It is 240 exactly. <laughs> I'm going to make you do the math on that. Do you get the, the laugh coughs? I get the laugh coughs. Like, it makes mucus do things, and then I cough. But I'm also a very heavy smoker. So. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and it still happens. So that might be something you don't have to blame on your smoking. That could be. <laughs> it's convenient, though. Mm. Uh, I asked you a question. What, what did he bury her in? I think, excuse me, I think it was rubber. Rubber? He thought it was tar. That's stupid. <laughs> It looked like raw sewage to me. <laughs> I was like, well, that'll cover the smell, I and guess. And kept that bucket of poop that, like... <laughs> I think it was some kind of, like... Like, okay, I had an LED light in my kitchen once. Okay. And it was like, they built the light, put all the wires and stuff in, and then they poured rubber in to just seal everything up. Hmm. That, to me, is... Ex- and I actually, like, it was very nice rubber to touch. Like, very rubbery. Soft. Rubber, right? Yeah. Like, you could have made a pillow out of it. Hmm. It's like that dip it stuff or the, the, the infomercial like slap seal stuff. Yeah. That they... <laughs> or like tool dip. Yeah. <laughs> which is one of my favorite words to say. Listeners, can you say it with me, please? Tool dip. Tool dip. Tool dip. But... Sounds like you're saying tulip with a speech impediment. Tool. Just Sorry. Dip. Now it's ruined. I ruined it for you. <laughs> but I do believe it was some kind of rubber like that that you can like mix it up and you pour it in and then it just rubbers. And... So you think that would, that would create an airtight seal and would let no... Humes escape? I don't know. Okay. I wonder what that would do to decom. Maybe. That's what I was asking. I wonder, like, I wonder if she would 
decompose at all. You eventually and... hear a real loud pop downstairs and you let your rubber cube would explode. Oh, her God. Inner body bacteria would eat. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Without an immune system to keep them in check. That's fair, okay. Of course, so... I don't know, but... <laughs> so this is where he makes the best decision in the whole movie. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Does he think at this point that he's killed Alex? Because he chases them... Well, he shoots Cindy, find out she's dead, and he's all pissed. And then he shuts the lights off. Yes. Right? And then they have a gunfight chase. Oh, and here's where my gun thing comes to an end here. What so that I was say? seven total by the time he got done shooting down the Ish. bill coasters. So, I did not see money rack one into the chamber and then add one back to the magazine. So I don't think he was doing 15 plus one. I think he just had 15. He, he's firing a bunch in this scene. I counted them all, though. He fired 16 shots uh-huh. out of a 15-round magazine. They're off by one. Not We're bad. assuming that they, he racked one into the chamber, though. It, it's possible that he did that, but he was stupid. So. It's possible, but I don't think he did. So I do think they went one over. Mm-hmm. And my other problem with that is when it was empty, the slide did not lock back. Yeah, and that's really weird. Is it just because it's a prop gun? Do they work that much differently? It's because like... they wanted him to be able to, like, when he oh. reaches through the shelf and grabs the kid, he, like, very creepily, like, puts the gun right to his head, and it goes click, click, click. Yeah, that's right. And I was thinking I think that's the, why they did it. I wasn't like thinking that. about the, the setup for that scene. It I think they probably back. did it because they don't know much about guns. Maybe. I, I've often thought about offering my services to Hollywood and be like, listen, I can... This is how good make this right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Family Guy could use some help with that, too. Yeah. Uh, That's a cartoon. They get a pass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people fly and shit in cartoons. Like, <laughs> they can do what they want. Can we have... <sighs> but yes, I agree. I thought that same thing, and I even have that written down here. Boy, it's great that the bullets ran out just then. Because <laughs> one thing that... I kind of go back and forth on, but I wonder, like, would this guy be well-trained enough to know to count bullets? Like, would he be well-trained enough to know to One. One bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Makes a terrible soldier, because he can't (laughs) fire fast enough. (laughs) I don't know. I I just feel like that's maybe a thing that got ingrained in me when I was a kid, because I probably watched a movie where they're like, I counted my bullets, and I know how many I have left. And I was like, oh, that's what military people do. So now I can't get off of that. Or if that's actually something that people tend to do. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought that it was really convenient that the bullets ended right when they did, which was apparently, if there was one in the chamber, was exactly when they also, should have. Gun over. Fucking Alex doesn't, like, <clears throat> he knocks the 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 shelving unit over onto the blind man and then runs away and starts yelling as if he knows for sure that that knocked him out. <laughs> people not confirming other people are dead is like 20% of this movie. <laughs> and... Yeah, boy, there's a lot in between here between him pouring the rubber on Cindy and where we're at now. Yeah. Because they managed to get back upstairs. He thinks that he kills Alex at one point. Well, okay, hang on. Here's the order of events. We'll condense it. They run upstairs. They run upstairs into the bedroom. He puts her in the vent... And then he gets knocked out the window by bullet head. And, and they go in there because <laughs> he let the dog back inside because he's apparently, like, just a genius. Uh, and also, would, I don't know that the dog would have been back awake at that point. It, real time, it had only been, like, 20 minutes. Like, it hadn't been that long. Depends on kind of sedative they use, what dog it was. Also, this was Detroit. 
Where was it again? Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Detroit. The same, same neighborhood Detroit. where it follows happened. Yeah. So I mean, it could have. They could have knocked that dog out at like. It was two two in the morning when it happened. That dog could have been sleeping for five hours while they were inside. I mean, I feel like we see them every second that they're in the house. We do, but time in the house might work differently. Ah, uh, like like right. the seasons. In yeah, Detroit yeah, time. Okay. It could be fall I got you. outside. I got you. Is that real time or Detroit time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> You fly there from Baltimore at 5 p.m. and get there at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> in winter. In winter. <laughs> it was summer when I left. Doesn't matter. So, yeah. So then she gets into the vent. Okay. I stopped paying attention at some point. How did he get out of the window with the bars? That was not a barred window. It was just wood. And I'm guessing older rotted wood at that. Okay. And he didn't get out. Bullet head shoved him bodily out of the house. He helped him. I think it was, it was intentional. He was <laughs> and then bullet head climbs up into the vent after uh, Rocky. Yes. Poor picture. Because show. apparently she's the dog is trained to do all the goddamn things. To do fatal murders. <sighs> yes, fatal murders specifically. <laughs> I just canine. Max, you can back me up on this. We'll see. That's not how heating vents work. They're not that big. Maybe they do in Detroit. <laughs> Maybe they do in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, if it's it looked like an older house, so it's possible they had some different setup there. Also, I mean, she, all the ones they put up nowadays are like made out of uh, like fiberglass and stuff. She dove head fucking first. Yeah, with her arms pinned to her sides. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess when your options are get eaten alive by a dog. Or, or fall to your down. almost certain death because you fall head first twenty feet, yeah, and likely break your neck. You choose to likely break your neck. <laughs> oh, that part annoyed me so much. Boy, does the blind man just know the complete layout of his house? Too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Again, this is the kind of like the the screenwriter, or I don't, know, I don't, I'm not just gonna blame the screenwriter. There's a lot of hands when it comes to making a movie, but there's a scene where when the when he first knocks out the lights and he's following them through the basement, there's a really great scene where you see him, he touches a, a, a bit of wiring above his head, you hear him clunk a, or he spins a fan as he goes by, like he's touching these tactile things that make sound or have a very specific feel to him so he can keep track of where he is in the darkness. And that's great. It's super cool. That's the only time we see that. Literally the only time in the movie that he keeps track of any positioning where he is in the house by any kind of physical intonation of like a touching something or spinning something or touching something above his head or even listening to something. That's it. That's that one scene in the movie. I, and I'm wondering if they, I, I wondered this while I was watching, if they actually had the lights off. They did look like, it did. Because like, they, like their eyes yeah, were, they were like, like trying to trying look around. so hard to see. And I can't imagine doing that if I wasn't in a completely dark room. Yeah. I mean, I'm also not an actor, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not give them too much credit. Yeah, but, but both... Um, <laughs> Except Stephen Lang and maybe the mom in the trailer. <laughs> the little girl. Best actor in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> anyway, we were condensing the things that happened yes. upstairs and then yes. failed at condensing. Condensified. So she gets into the vent. Alex gets knocked out of the window and onto the sunroof uh, glass That pane. we saw in our exposition shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Here comes another one of those creepy moments. He's just kind of waking up after that, because everybody gets knocked out when they hit something. Yes. He's, like, rolling around, and when he looks up, the blind man is, well, staring out of the window at nothing, I guess. But he knows he's down there, 
And he takes another wild shot with his revolver that he grabs now yes. from under his bed. Yes. That's shot number one. And I didn't count these. Because <laughs> okay. we, we do see him at times reloading the gun. We do. So yeah. That's fair. He had, um, like, just a pocket full of ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> with a pocket full of shells. Yeah. They rally around the family <laughs> with a pocket full of shells. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> or is it a bullet with your name on it? Ooh. Both. We'll get back to that. Can it be both? <laughs> it can be both. I know both. <laughs> um, so he does. He fires straight through that glass. Yeah, and so Alex ends up back in the house. And then I do believe at this point, uh, What's-Her-Face is knocked out. Right. Also, uh, she hit something. She's also knocked out. Because this is all she, about Alex right now. She fell on her fucking head because she fell 20 feet. Right. With her arms pinned at her sides. And then the dog gets back into the house. Well, I guess the dog never left, but... Gets back into the main part of the house. Um, he manages... Alex manages to avoid the dog... And he gets into a fight with the blind man in his laundry room, I guess, slash work room. Yeah, because he definitely had a washer and dryer in there, but that was yeah. also where he was hacking up Money's body. Yes. And <laughs> uh, so a- Alex, Mr. Friendzone, <laughs> also stick boy, like the other guy from the other movie we watched. Yes. Chooses to fight the blind man on equal footing. <laughs> By grabbing a melee weapon. It was a mallet of some sort, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not the best idea. Because uh, he is not a match for the blind man. Although, getting hit with, like, I'm going to guess and say that it was probably like a two and a half pound mallet. And if it was steel, that would break some knuckles. Especially if you're holding a gun. Because I'm pretty sure he knocked the revolver out of his he hand. He hit him in he the wrist. That should break some bones. It's Stephen Lang. Okay, okay right. I mean... It, it bent the hammer back. <laughs> the hammer was scared to hit him, but... <laughs> Yeah, and so they, they have this scrap here that Alex is not winning. Yes. And he tries to grab the gun, and he just can't quite get a grip on it and get it around to where he needs it. And the blind man is just beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And he collapses almost unconscious onto Money's body, and the blind man picks up a big pair of shears and drives them into what we think is Alex. And then it moves on. Uh, Rocky starts to wake up in her vent hole. Long story short, he gets a hold of her and drags her down to the basement and ties her up in the same apparatus that he had Cynthia. Yes, and apparatus is a very appropriate word, Mm -hmm. as you'll find. It is not a red jumpsuit apparatus. No, those are great. (laughs) It is not that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he takes her down there and then he starts having a conversation with her and this is where the bomb drops. Bum, 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 I guess is my job to say. I thought somebody else was going to drop the bomb. I'll drop it. Oh, you drop it. Cindy was pregnant <laughs> with oh, his baby. Oh, it's a also, weird he doesn't understand what rape means. <laughs> no, impregnating someone against their will is rape. It is. <laughs> Look, anytime you shove a foreign object into somebody else when they don't want that to happen, that's either rape or assault or murder. It could be a fatal murder. <laughs> Depending on, object, depending on where you're shoving it. With a horizontal refreshment. Uh, <laughs> okay, it, it and depends. this is where I think Sam Raimi stepped in. He's like, okay, this movie doesn't have near enough gross shit happening. Stephen Lang decides that because his previous surrogate was dead, that to, he needed... To explain. Maybe we haven't clarified this yet. Yeah, he had this device rigged up and this prison. He says, I'm not a rapist. And he has a jar full of... What well, seems like an impossible amount of semen. Yeah. And he is heating it up over a propane burner and using a turkey baster to suck it up. And he's going to 
jam that turkey baster up in Rocky and impregnate her. And as if that wasn't gross enough, we get to see an inside the tube shot of him sucking up the semen. With a pube? Yeah, and there's a fucking pube on top. Like, why? Like, it's gross enough already. Like, and then we also get to see him walking across the floor holding the turkey baster in his hand while semen drips on the floor. Yeah. And Ugh. he cuts so sorry, her... Kitty. Yeah. He cuts her yoga pants, like, with scissors. Yes. And walks over and is working towards inserting the turkey baster inside of her vagina. And... He... he sorry. Ahead. He did all this... Because he believed that Cindy Roberts owed him a child. Because so she, he, she killed his daughter. And that was actually something that, that she said. She was like, none of this is going to bring your daughter back. And he said, actually, that's not true. Yeah. Okay, but like, it's not going to be the same kid. No. It's not the same woman. And how do you explain a, that you have the kid? Uh, and That's where we get into him. Where, like I said, I think he's just incredibly deranged at this point. Like, no follow through with his thought process. And his here. plan was not a good one because he told Cindy Roberts after nine months and she had the baby, he was going to let her go. That she so. could have her life back. That what was... did you think she was going to do? Like, just yeah. not say anything about this? I don't know. The whole thing is real fucked up. And this is the point. I stopped caring so much about him whenever I realized that he had Cindy locked up in his basement. On one level, I understood where he was coming from. Like, she killed his child, so he wanted her to pay for it. But on the other hand, he fucking kidnapped a girl and was keeping her hostage in his basement. And that's not okay. <laughs> like, no. Even a little bit. <laughs> like, and so that was the point where I stopped rooting for him. And I was like, well, I just don't fucking like anybody in this movie. And I hope they all die. <laughs> yeah. And Except I was dog. really annoyed. Except for the dog. I like that one. <laughs> Wearing a mask is important for the health of the community. So why not spice up your mask with holiday patterns? Zephra at ZEK Creations has your Halloween mask needs covered. Choose from a number of different patterns from different horror movies, video games, and other spooky-themed masks. Don't need a mask? Zephyr also makes headbands and keychains. Go check her shop out at zekcreations slash shop slash etsy.com. So anyway, yeah, so... he's on the verge of inseminating her with this turkey baster. Which is that's still right. the other thing, too, because, like, you're going to have to do that every day for 30 days just to make sure... Yeah. Like, that you hit it at the right time. Because I don't... Unfortunately, sex education in the United States is bullshit, and most people don't understand this, but there's only, like, a three-day window every month where you can get pregnant. So, does he... Did he do that every day for months and months until Cindy actually got pregnant? Whatever he did, it worked for him the first Whatever. time. Whatever. Yeah. So... <laughs> oh. And then he makes that comment. About Rocky being young and strong and that she'll breed well. Yeah. And that, like, I hate when people use the term breed in relationship to people. Like, it just annoys the shit out of me. Anyway, Max, you were <laughs> summarizing. Sorry. Yeah. Let me just go off on a random tangent. So, <laughs> he is just about to do his thing and Alex is not dead because the blind man drove the shears into Money's dead body. That I'm guessing Alex somehow hoisted over top of himself. He passed out. Yeah, okay. he was just locked. He, like, closed his eyes right before the blow came, and the guy just missed. Okay. And <laughs> he just, he hit a body, and he was like, it's good. Yep, I win. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so Alex takes That's the hammer that he didn't get a chance to really use, and smacks him over the head with it a good one this time. And but then locks one of his hands up in... <laughs> 
a handcuff, and that was it. And doesn't kill him. And doesn't kill him. Because he is too nice. <laughs> He's still concerned about murder. He's still concerned about, you know, if he does the fatal murders <laughs> to somebody, he's going to go to prison. But this blind man has proven he is extraordinarily capable. And also murder-worthy. Yeah. And, uh... Like, he just tried to impregnate your friend. And she does take that turkey baster and jams it in his mouth. She does yeah. do that? So that was the Sam <sighs> Raimi part for me. That was like, oh, okay. Like, at the very end, whenever I saw Sam Raimi's name come up on the credits, I was like, okay. Yeah. He was probably the one that dictated that that happened. That's like <laughs> a toe away from feast territory. <laughs> I don't even... I'm getting, I don't want to talk about feast. <laughs> it's got to come up every, it's, every it's, episode. It's, it's not better. I mean... It's not. I'm not saying it's better. It's. it's I said it's a toe away. It, it's. I, I didn't. That's not how I meant the word. Feast <laughs> was just wrong on every level. And <sighs> they could have at least made sure that he was knocked out before they left the room. Or something. Like, don't and even need to kill him. There's this weird moral imperative that keeps coming up. Of there's like they talk about the law, but then they also talk about the moral, and they say like you know he's buying your silence. You take the money and go. He won't say anything. And he says about how they'll go to jail forever for murder. We can't prove anything, whatever. It's Also, if we're ever going to review Feast on Hounds of Horror, you're going to have to drug me. <sighs> Let's see. The only way you'll get me to watch me that movie too. again. Look, this is, my, this is my secret plan. We're going to talk about Feast a lot to get people real interested. Hopefully nobody watches it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have a charity drive. And we're going to raise a lot of money for charity. And if we make enough money, then we'll watch Feast. But only <sighs> if we make enough money. It'll Can be we be for- drunk to do it? You it's going to have to be a damn good charity. Well, okay, <laughs> if he's acting like that. That movie has clouded the last 15 years of my life. Is that why you are the way that you are? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, we saw it together, so... You Is see the end product, the and it started <laughs> what? Well, I guess that was my first year in college we watched that. So 20 years ago? Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was he's, like... He's only like... Two years older than me, just for the record. <laughs> it feels like college was 20 years ago for me. <laughs> nah, it's been over a decade. But... <laughs> yeah, I think it all started then. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't unwatch that. That cinematic downfall. <laughs> and now uh, I'm That's poisoned. how I feel about Remember? Talladega Nights. I can't unwatch that. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Very similar movies. Very similar. No. Oh my, anyway... Getting back to this movie. Uh, so, oh, yeah. So they settled the score with the blind man and they're about to They yes. almost make it out the door. Almost. But nobody in this movie has any situational awareness, <laughs> including at times the blind man. But In Detroit, you're not allowed to look behind you. That's never. the way that it works. You couldn't do it and it follows. You can't do it in this movie. <laughs> they were just about to leave. And I said about, you can't look behind you in Detroit. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't. Nobody does. When is Alex going to get out of the friend zone? And in the in next moment, two bullets come ripping through his chest and put an end to his life. Never. <laughs> it's like, he's never getting out of the friend zone. Poor guy. Oh, oh. that's sad. The blind man got Super closer angry. to getting out of the friend zone than he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yep, yep, that answers your question, so. Okay, oh, and that no. was, so that was the first time I thought the movie, the movie was going to end, was when they were opening the door, and then it gets shot, and I was like, oh, okay, alright, what's going on? And then she runs outside, and I thought she was going to take off running, and I was like, okay, this is the second time the movie's going to end. But again, 
No situational awareness. No tactical thinking <laughs> whatsoever. She stands about 40 yards away from the house and goes, You're useless out here. Forgetting his fucking highly trained attack dog that seems to do his every beck and call and might may even have some kind of psychic link with him at this point. Goes flying out of the house and she's like, Oh, shit, the fucking dog. And then goes running away again and jumps over a fence. It's one of his lair actions to release <laughs> <Yes>. the dog. <laughs> dog to his beholder. So yeah, she here jumps comes a bullet head, and then yeah. she has like a home alone little scene in Money's car, which she does not have the keys for. Which were probably still on his. Oh, that was his. That makes sense. But before that, the other, like again, like so, she runs out of the road. Her friend just died, and she tells him, "You're fucking useless <clears throat> here. Fucking run. Don't look back. Don't stop. Fucking run." But no, like she, dog goes running after her. She jumps over a fence, and then stands on the other side of the fence and looks at the dog for like. 25 seconds like fucking run it's a fence it probably doesn't run forever like that time that i built the wall the great wall of china in age of empires <laughs> super inside joke but anyway it was funny at the time it was it was real expensive anyway um but yeah so her inability to just take the situation or take the chances that are given to her made me really frustrated with her like just fucking run yeah, like the whole thing with she did that back, way back in the middle of the movie, whenever they found Cindy in the basement. Granted, if I were in the same situation, I would probably want to release her too. But my more intelligent brain goes, the second I get outside, I can find a phone and call the fucking cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because her phone, oh, yeah, they tried to get out of the bill code door and she dropped it and went swoosh. Yeah, like she manages to trap the dog and it's like, okay, that was all very clever and super unnecessary. So then he grabs her by the hair and starts dragging her back to the the house, which is where we started this movie at. Yes. With the world's longest aerial shot. <laughs> it took forever. And in the the very first aerial shot, and it was meant to be like a, a red herring, I guess, she looks dead. She's not really moving whenever she does he's, look dead. he's dragging her. <clears throat> by the hair and then he grabs her by the hair and he starts dragging her back to the house which he finds unerringly yeah i know blind people can do that like memorize where stuff is to an incredible degree he knocked her out too he drags her back to the house and beats her up some more Mm -hmm. but then she grabs the uh blinker remote that we never mentioned until now yes um (laughs) You're supposed to be able to point it at his alarm system, and it'll just set the alarm off. They tried to use it a couple times and never got a chance to really do it. And he pressed the button one time and shut the alarm off from, like, 70 feet away, which they were never able to do. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So the alarm's going off. He's having a hard time with it because it's, it's hurting his ears. And he's firing, just ripping off shots around the room, trying to get her. And she's whacking him with a, the crowbar, I think, that Money had. Yeah. Yeah. And... Finally just gets the one-up on him and knocks him off the ladder into the basement. And when he lands, the gun goes off right into his chest. It, just the perfect amount of luck for her right in that instant. Oh. Mm-hmm. There were multiple scenes where his ears seemed to be bothering him. The dishwasher? Or the laundry yeah. washer? And then the... <laughs> yes, the laundry washer. And then the alarm. And I feel like there was something else that happened too, but I can't remember. The gunshot. But... Maybe, yeah. Um, I got the impression that those were PTSD responses. Not 
I'm blind, so my hearing sensitive responses. Uh, I, I see what you're saying now. It could go either way, honestly, but I do like the idea of him just... It's just the one way, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard both ways. But I see what you're saying now, Kitty, and I have to admit I'm inclined to agree. Because... It would make it a, kind of a fun character touch. Like, that would... I feel like that would be way too much for him to react that strongly to those sounds but not be able to hear the um, code for the the safe for his money earlier on in the movie. Sure. Words. I had a really hard time with that sentence. <laughs> so, wrapping up here as best we can. Well, I promise at least another two tangents. As we continue on, there's a quick scene of her... Her being Rocky with her little sister. I already forgot her name. Doesn't matter. Or daughter. In, inconsequential character. I guess at a terminal, like a bus terminal. Like, airport I think they're terminal. at the airport. Airport. Yeah. Okay. Which then, they're not going to let you through a fucking airport with a bag full of money. A bag full really? of a million Aww. dollars. They're selling this monopoly money. So no, you guys saw Twenty One. They had to stuff in their pants. <laughs> I didn't see that actually. Oh. Um. So <laughs> she's there at the terminal, and she just happens to see who knows what fucking terminal she's at. I guess a local one because there's the local news. Which is the one in Detroit? Uh, I don't it's got to be a famous airport. I don't. I don't. Know. I actually went there once. I don't. Detroit airport. Fly. Uh oh no! Sorry, I was Chicago. I was gonna say you probably went to Chicago. We flew to Chicago before we got on the Lufthansa to go to Germany. I feel like going to Detroit. Is like going to the Feywild in D and D. You don't know how long you're going to be there. It might just be a layover for a couple of days. Yes, Kitty. To answer your question, we flew to the middle of the United States to fly out of the United States because <laughs> it was cheaper. I bet it, it. I don't even know if it was cheaper. It's just the way it was. That's really it's annoying it because whenever and I... we flew on a Northwest plane, which was a bucket of suck, and then got on the German airline, which is like a fucking limousine in the sky. Okay. See, I had the exact opposite experience where we flew out of New Jersey and we were on this beautiful, super nice airplane. From New Jersey? From New Jersey. Wow. And then from the Newark airport. And then we got to Paris and we were flying from Paris to Prague. We had a layover there. And (laughs) the plane that we got onto to go to Prague barely held my class. (laughs) It was so small and just like an hour long flight, but I was so uncomfortable the whole time. Like, any smaller, it would have been a puddle jumper. It was terrible. Wow, yeah. So, anyway, anyway, there's one. I told you two. There's one. So, moving forward, she just happens to see, I guess at a local airport, we don't know, it doesn't matter, she happens to see some local news about a decorated war veteran who was blinded by, I'm pretty sure, I'll go back and look, but I'm pretty sure... A grenade fragment. Yes. Yes, she's just a grenade fragment. Sure. Okay. Fine. Whatever. I don't know why that stuck with me. I just thought it was funny. In both the eyes? In both the eyes, or just it's one just eye? It's just one eye, actually. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. He can no. see out of one eye the whole time. <laughs> and I, I promise I am not trying to trivialize military injuries. It's a big deal. My heart goes out to those people. I just think that that was a really weird sentence to throw in there, and it wasn't necessary, and just weird. They, yeah. they yeah. Really wasn't necessary. So it, anyway, we find out that he's alive, and he says dun, dun, dun. that uh, he... Doesn't know nothing was reported stolen from his home, and he was able to kill the two assailants that attacked him. Yeah. How did he explain that he stabbed a corpse like thirty minutes after he shot him in the head? How does he explain <laughs> the freaking massive amount of jizz now that's all over <laughs> the dungeon in his basement? 
How does he explain the all the blood? The dungeon. <laughs> How does he explain that Money's body has a garbage bag around the head of it? Yeah. Okay, so we actually had a conversation about this, and I think that that was actually really smart. I think he didn't want to get blood all over his floor. Right. And that's why he wrapped it. But, like, I don't know. I'm not super brushed up on law, but I'm positive I heard somewhere that it is illegal to move a body. Even if it inconveniences you. Yes. And might get blood on your hardwood floor. Okay. You are not allowed to. <laughs> so there's all that. And he... PTSD. That's what it was. Yes. Maybe he blamed it on that. I feel like the cops literally went in, picked him up off the floor, and then everyone who was there just took him to the hospital, went with them to the hospital, and then when he recovered, they were like, what happened? And he told them, they were like, okay. He's like, I'm it. a war vet, and I murdered, I killed two burglars who tried to hurt me. And they're like, oh, all right. We've got more important things to deal with, like all these fatal murders. 20 dozen fatal murders. You know what? I think he let his own dog out of the car. He hit her right next to the car. Oh, uh, that's true. He did. That's I'm honestly, worried about whether the doctor. That's the most important thing. <laughs> I'm really. still worried about this, okay? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is the same police force that hasn't been able to catch the three assailants who are leaving their DNA on literally anything that they can in a they house. Have twenty dozen murders to solve. So, <laughs> and now they have two more. They have twenty dozen and two. That's a that's baker's solved. murder. <laughs> They're solved. <laughs> as far as they know, I guess. So yeah, movie is riddled with plot holes, as though someone shot it with a. a Brought a 92SF that had too many bullets. <laughs> uh, but all in all, I mean... Uh, yeah. That wound he sustained from his own revolver when he fell would have been a horrible wound. Oh, God. I mean, straight in through the side of the chest, like, towards the heart. I mean, I know the police got there, like, right away. Yeah. Because you're going to have a... What is it called? Uh, when you have a collapsed lung, it's pulmonary... Uh, it's not an embolism. No, it's an a, embolism is a giant-ass clot in your lung. Yeah. I have heard it referred to as a sucking chest wound. I have heard that as well. But and I actually watched a 20-minute video of a guy very coolly explaining how you treat that. Yes. I thought you were going to say of a guy suffering of one, and you <laughs> you prefaced it with very cool, and I got real nervous. <laughs> yeah, it was somebody in horrible agony just laying on the floor. <laughs> I was watching something on Blackwood, and... <laughs> Honestly, though, like, if, no, you, if you're going to torture somebody, that's the wound you give them. Because every gasp of air you take in to try to stay alive is also killing you that much more. Yeah. And it's fucking terrifying. Which we see it a lot in Hollywood. We do. But it is a legitimate risk. Or not risk. But now, I'm not going to tell you how to treat it, and I'm only going to give vagisms, but are you talking about the bottle of water in the tube? Is treating mm, it? No. Oh. He actually, well, he, he had, like, the rubber thing that you actually put on it if you have it. Oh, okay. In a med kit. Like, you just... Stick it to it, and it. But then he also showed you how you can do it with a credit card and a piece of tape. Oh, okay. So, so he's basically like the doctor in Royal Pains. Yeah, I've never seen medical MacGyver. He's essentially MacGyver, but no. a doctor. <laughs> so the show's not going to last a long time, I guess. It was on for like eight seasons. It was USA. So. It was actually kind of funny. How long was MacGyver on for? I don't know. Is it, they is came it out with a stopped? new one, a new MacGyver. Yeah, oh, that's that a shame. Was, yeah, it was like four episodes. I watched. It'd be one. like them coming out with a new Magnum PI. They're coming out with a new. I thought you were. <laughs> no, they're coming out with a new um, Walker Texas Ranger. Yeah. Do you know who's uh, playing the Ranger? Stephen Lang. No. Damn it. <laughs> no. Jared Padalecki from really? Supernatural. Yeah. I have never been a huge fan of Chuck Norris. I thought you were going to say that you'd never been a huge fan of Jared Padalecki. I, I like him in Supernatural. <laughs> I don't know if he's Texas Ranger material. He's kind of like sulky little bitch material, but... Depends on the season. 
I'm excited to see him do something else. Yeah. Like, Other than those two things that he's been in, which is really just Gilmore Girls and Super. It's just the one He was show, in House actually. of Wax. Oh, he was in House of Wax. He yeah. Got his face if we like that movie, which <laughs> let's not talk about it. We're watching it. That's my next pick. Oh fuck no! <laughs> you guys made me watch this shit. I will make you watch Triangle. <laughs> break, you that was. You're already going to make me watch Triangle. Not so. right away, and I'm waiting until you make me watch something terrible. Kitty, you said you don't like um, space. Movies. I don't. <laughs> movies in Spain. It's fine though. I I will like if you guys pick Are you one. You gonna re- reference that Dracula movie in space? No. You you keep telling me occasionally. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> what Dracula? Well, yeah. I don't know. You just tell me about this movie that you saw one time when you were younger on TV of all places. I think at night. Of all places. Of all places, a movie on TV. How unheard of! And it was Dracula in space. It was like Dracula. 3000 or Dracula something or other. I know you told me about it and you told me how great it was and I could never find it. Dracula 3000 yeah. was a movie but I don't think it took place in space. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to find it. <clears throat> so, I mean, you found that one magic card that you were looking for. I sure did. <laughs> oh, I looked God. at 1500 he cards. He literally spent like 50 hours of his life looking for a fucking magic card. I'll never get that time back. And it was before my son was born, so I think that might have had something to do with it. Maybe I wanted to have some control over something. <laughs> anyway. so It was after we moved into this house, wasn't it? I think so. In conclusion. In conclusion. Stephen Lang survives. Mm. And, yeah, so, and uh, Rocky gets to take her sister-daughter to California to the beach because they have a million bucks now. We oh, assume. yeah, when they stole the money, they're like, that's not 300000 it's a million. But, yeah, like, the cops just didn't look around for anything. Oh, I thought we were done with this. Well, well I guess we are done. Well, we have, <laughs> do you have more to say? Because, I mean, I'm still a little frustrated with these cops. Uh, well, let me see. Um, no, that's all I have. Oh, God. <laughs> so, movie over. Too many endings. I liked it. I liked it. All right. It was refreshing. It was something new. Are we going to do a rating? Are we going to bother doing a rating? I feel like we fuck it up every time because we don't care. Are we just going to not do ratings anymore? Is that just going to be something that falls to the wayside? I'm cool with that. I mean, we can do a yeah, nah, or meh. Well, and listeners, you may not hear this stuff because it's getting nipped out, but I suggest certain scales that I think we should use, and I get told they're too offensive. So how would they hear that if it's going to get cut out? That's what I'm telling you. Oh, because it gets cut out. Okay. I'm saying I come up with scales that they don't know about because they get cut out. How do you know that that won't get cut out? I don't. Actually, Fuck. I plan on leaving most of the stuff where we're talking about what scale to use in because I think it's fucking ridiculous. All right. So. Percentages. Good old reliable percentages. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what this got on IMD for uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I, think it was I can't look it up. My phone just died. That's no, probably no, for the no. best. Can you look it up? No. Please? Oh, God. I like to know. So I am going to go first because I liked it and actually remember now it was not my suggestion to do this movie. No. Uh, <laughs> but I did like it. I will give it, I give it like 60% for scariness because there's just times like when the, the blind man shows up I, like, and it, it just, the way he shows up and where he's at is just creepy. And like some of it was just like purposeful, like murder scary stuff. Overall, I give it like 80%. I think, now, I mean, I'm not saying none of this has been done before, but it was a pretty original idea. Alright. Okay. Um, so you asked. Uh, it's funny, Max, that you would say 80%. It got 88% of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, 
IMDb gives it 7.1 out of 10. And Common Sense M, which I'm guessing is media, but could also stand for murder. Common Sense Murder gave it 3 out of 5. Personally, I think that overall it had some pretty glaring continuity issues, some pretty glaring plot holes. Um, actually, I don't know that I really noticed that many. But all in all, I, I thought, I agree, it was, it was kind of a new take. It was a, a little bit of a rambling movie overall, but I, I did enjoy it. So I'd be a little bit lower. I think I'd probably give it about a 75 just for being a little bit more original, a little bit different. And as far as scary, I'd give it like a, a pretty solid like 50% because same thing, like there were times where they really built up that slow, steady kind of creepiness. Um, I wish that they would have played more with what they did in the trailer, which was they kind of made you feel like these were these people are going to be locked out of their element and be like, you know, fish out of water kind of situation where he was going to be in a, an element that he had complete and total control in, which was, I feel like they did a lot of scenes in that with that in the trailers and kind of made you think that was going to play more of a role in the movie and in not like 30 seconds. But other than that, like I said, I, I thought it was pretty good. So 75% overall, what did I say? 50% for scary, in my opinion. This is not my cup of tea. I <clears throat> generally speaking, like my spoopy people to not be people and to be ghosties or monsters or something. I'm going to give this movie like a 50%. There was so much unnecessary that I didn't like any of the characters. Not a single one of them. Seriously? Yeah. Like, oh. even Alex, he even kind of annoyed me. Cindy, I mean, I, I, and, I mean, I only liked her because she didn't talk. So, like, <laughs> and I didn't even like her that much because she was responsible for killing a small child. Yeah, I just had a, a really, really hard time the whole movie i spent most of it rolling my eyes and sighing and being annoyed because they made all the stupid horror movie decisions i think that for scariness i'd give it like a 70 percent, maybe even lower maybe even a 65 because once i realized that i wasn't invested in any of the characters i wasn't concerned anymore that's how i feel about game of thrones <laughs> There were still a lot of things in Game of Thrones that gave me anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I just, like, because I, I didn't care about the blind man anymore. I didn't care about the kids anymore. They were all assholes. Like, so I was just done. So, yeah, that was my, my thing. Max, what was your most favorite, least favorite, and scariest scene? Most favorite scene is when he kills money. Okay. Because I it reminded me very much of Fight Club. Mm. where I, I don't want to give anything away if people haven't seen it yet. Some people haven't. But... You're already breaking the first rule of Fight Club. I know. But I'm going to break it. <laughs> somebody... Th th there's very good reason for it if you watch the movie, but somebody shoves a gun in their mouth and pulls the trigger, essentially to kill themselves, and it doesn't turn out that way, but like when he does, you just see like his lips just like blowing like with the you know, gas from the gun going off and stuff. And when he killed Money, like, you kind of saw that too. Like, it hit him, like, yeah. right in the neck. And his lips just, like, bubbled out. And, like, I was like, ooh. That was a cool effect. Yeah. Brutal. I'm not saying I approve of those things. I'm saying... Right. It was well done. If we're talking about fiction and movies, that's the part I like. Least favorite part was when... Um, and actually, they cut it out of the movie. Because uh, my least favorite part... I watched the previews for it. And at one point, he's like, now you're going to see what I see. And he shuts the lights off in the basement. And I'm like, that was some lame shit. Yeah. That was weak sauce. But they cut it out of the movie, wasn't it? Probably because it was lame sauce. Probably. Probably. But why keep it in the preview? 
They paid for it, damn it. Well, yeah. Um, That's the scariest part? Scariest part for me was when he reached through the shelf and grabbed Alex by the neck and just deliberately put the gun over until it was touching his head and started pulling the trigger. Because that's like, you're only alive because it was out of hand. Because reasons. Yeah. Because reasons. Because you need to be killed later. (laughs) Yes. You're alive because the screenwriter needs you to be. My favorite part of the movie was Stephen Lang. Because he's fucking awesome in everything that he does. And he's he's just a good actor and I want to see him in more. And I don't know of anything else that's coming out anytime soon that he's going to be a major part in, but... Definitely check him out in whatever you can if you like him in this movie. I highly recommend Terra Nova. Uh, his scenes in Avatar are great. Tombstone's not really this kind of character, but still still does a great job. My least favorite part of this movie. Oh, there's a lot. Her her being Rocky, her gloating. There's so many times where she could have saved herself or her friends by just making one smart decision. Just one. Like, at any point, not putting the money over your life or your friend's lives. He's like, well, what does the money matter if you're going to be dead? So her just making the decision to actually fucking go and not stop multiple times as she's running away. Her making the decision to, you know, try to keep stealing money instead of leaving. Just her decisions really bothered me. The scariest part of the movie for me, I don't know why, but just that first scene when he's in the bedroom, I have a really hard time waking people up. I don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. I just, I've always had... Max can back me up. I've always had a really hard time waking people up. It's just a weird thing for me. I don't know why. I'll end up like turning the sound of the TV up really loud and then walking away because I have a really hard time with it. <laughs> so in that first scene, whenever Money's in his bedroom and he stabs the pen in the bottle and looks back up and he's sitting up in bed and like looking around, that freaked the fuck out of me. That whole scene, like them building up to it, the the pacing was pretty good up till that and there was a decent amount of tension. Tension? Tension. There was tension. Um... There's a good amount of tension in that scene. So that was definitely, for me, was probably one of the creepiest scenes for me. Um, so my favorite part of the movie was the, even though I was really annoyed with the whole exposition scene in the beginning, I do think that this movie overall had some really great camera work. And that tends to be my favorite thing in a lot of these movies, because I like when they, when, when the directors of photography and, and the director in general and uh, the people running the cameras make decisions that just make a really pretty movie or make good choices as far as how they're going to do things. And in this movie in particular, the way that they positioned cameras in certain situations definitely made for like the, Oh shit factor. Whenever um, the dog or the blind man would be in different places. And so I liked that. Uh, My least favorite part of the movie was, no, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) was probably all of the characters. They all were making bad choices. They all were being stupid. They all were assholes, and I just hated them. And I guess maybe that was the point. I don't know. Write us, let us know if you worked on this movie, if that was the point, because it worked. (laughs) The scariest part of the movie for me, actually, was the scene where the lights are out, and Rocky is... They, the two of them got separated and Rocky's walking through the basement, feeling her way along the shelves. And the blind man is just standing at the end of the row that she's in. And she's just getting closer and closer to him with her hand. And she almost touches him and Alex yells for her. And he, uh, the blind man shoots his gun and 
that's when, like, she realizes how close she was to, like, getting killed just then. And because you couldn't really see him at the beginning. He was so far away that he kind of blended into the background and he was literally just standing still. It was very creepy. But yeah, that was the probably the scariest part for me. Max, you pick the movie for next week. Yeah. Well, we finally got around to it. Oh, no. Event Horizon. Well, we're going, we don't need eyes. That's right. I'm definitely picking House of Wax next, just so you guys... You're gonna like Event Horizon. It's super good. Just because it has space shit. I don't like space shit. Well, whatever. It goes back to my with Alien whenever I was a kid. Just a real... Oh, seriously? I'm not even joking. Like, I really have a hard time with space shit because of my thing with Alien. I thought you were just like, it's not Facebook. Space stuff's lame. (laughs) No. Well, also, she's saying space shit, not space shit. Space shit. <laughs> uh, space shit and the spaceship. No, it's just it's legitimately a thing. Like I just have a hard time with it. I like unless it's Star unless it's Star Trek or Star Wars, I don't like it. <laughs> to be fair, and so people don't try and think better of me, I'm not changing my selection. No, but, no, no, no. Don't. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no, that seriously though, like you guys can pick movies, but then I'll come back with one that's just as similar to you. <laughs> sure. That's I how mean, all of this works. <laughs> you're going to have to pick Feast if you really want to get under my skin. <laughs> or you could pick Under Your Skin. <laughs> the human centipede. Oh. We're never mm. doing that one. We cannot. Literally ever. So, <laughs> on the table of movies we probably shouldn't ever do. Tusk, Feast, Human Centipede, uh-huh. Hostile. Uh-huh. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. <laughs> <laughs> That's the list. <laughs> Anyway, Event Horizon, check it out, watch it, enjoy it. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, probably see your doctor. Corrections. But if you have corrections and you want to talk to us about them, uh, email us. Watch Event Horizon, and I guess we'll see you next time on Hounds of Horror. I am Victor. Max. Kitty. Are we doing this now? Apparently. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening to Hounds of Horror. If you enjoyed our podcast and would like to know how to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash houndsofhorrorpod. If you support us on Patreon, you get access to some cool Patreon-only items, or just have the satisfaction of knowing that you're helping us create more content.